Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Positive Podcast. I would just like to announce that I have just recently created a Facebook group for listeners and for people who would like to network with other podcasters and to network with other people who listen to the podcast as well. The link can be found in the bio of my profile as well as the bio of my episodes and the Facebook group um, is called The Positivity People. All you have to do is send an invite request and I'll accept it for you to join. I hope to see you there and have a great day. Take care. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Ashwin Jacob. Ashwin Jacob is a Los Angeles-based producer, strategist, and host. His practice focuses on the intersection of branded content, digital, and traditional entertainment. He's been working as the principal of New Hollywood, a consulting firm in Los Angeles, California. Ashwin has lots of connections where he started working with Playboy, and then he has worked with also Universal, MTV, Maxim Magazine. He's also a graduate of Bentley University's undergraduate business school and has a master's in integrated marketing communications from Emerson. Ashwin is also a business writer and writes articles published across the web on personal branding, blogs, and much more, as well as business. In addition to his work in entertainment, Ashwin is involved in various investment and advisory roles with technology and entertainment-based companies. He's well known as a connector and works with various celebrities and brands to produce events and connect people across industries. Ashwin is the host of the popular New Hollywood podcast, which is charted in the top 100 podcast charts on iTunes. In this podcast, we talk about Ashwin's story, mindset, motivation, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win Go along and tell a friend Marathon, you know the game Keep on running, never end Getting better, make a man Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it Parsivity, 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 in Right, Ashwin, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Good, good. No, it's, it's, it's great to have you on. And um, yeah, I just kind of thought I'd introduce you to, uh, you know, kind of start off by you know, saying that you're the, the host of uh, New Hollywood Podcast. It was in top, was it top 100 Apple Podcasts a couple of years ago. And then you was top 20 Nasdaq Podcasts as well. And you're the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The you mentioned it previously. New Hollywood. I'm the, I'm the head of entertainment and strategy for New Hollywood. Yeah, and you're like confused ass as well. You've done like speaking events and lots of different things, and you've got like a big kind of like um, experience in you know entertainment and many areas and entrepreneurship. How did you kind of like get in get into that? 
so basically I always wanted to be in entertainment. I always wanted to be at these high levels in business and my parents were first generation immigrants. So they immigrated to America from India and uh, it wasn't realistic. You know, they work very regular jobs. My dad works in a bank. My mom works at a uh, manufacturing company. Um, and it wasn't realistic to a lot of people around me. And uh, for me, I just connected with that person on that screen on TV when I watched it um, and the voice on the radio. And I just wanted to be a part of it. And uh, the closest thing I could get to entertainment in the traditional sense was I got into nightlife. And I started off my career uh, as a nightclub promoter in Florence, Italy. So I moved to uh, Italy, became a nightclub promoter, and uh, I met somebody while I was passing out flyers on the streets of Florence that worked for Playboy that gave me the opportunity to start promoting parties at the Playboy Mansion. And that's really like the uh, starting point of how I was able to get my foot in the door and get noticed in the entertainment world. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, you know, just stepping out of your comfort zone and you know, like going into these scenarios and just taking that leap. And, and sometimes, you know, like that fate of meeting, you know, one person who can then just open up that door for you to, you know, then open up another door for you. And, you know, what, what an experience to, to be a part of that as well. And like, I, I saw as well that you, you've worked for like, is it like Maxim, 27, 20th Century Fox? And you also like set up a company with your friends, is it called Prolific? Yep, Prolific. Prolific was my first management company out of Boston. We casted the uh, a lot of the pretty girl roles and some of the like smaller speaking roles for a lot of the movies that filmed in New England. And with uh, Maxim, I actually uh, found a model that was modeling on like racetracks, local promotional events in like New Hampshire and Massachusetts. And uh, we ended up having her in physical Maxim magazine back in 2012, uh, 2013, wow. uh, which is, you know, just a great accomplishment because at that point I was still very young. I was still living in New England. I was balancing a regular job and running my entertainment company on the side because like it wasn't stable. And uh, around 2014, 2015, it pretty much became my main job. And at that point there was no looking back. Like I'm going full force into this entertainment thing. And uh, mm. I just pioneered new ways. Like I dealt with a lot of rejection. I still deal with a lot of rejection because I'm trying to do new things. Uh, especially mm. with what I'm doing now is I've went from representing some of the most famous people in the world to being like, Hey, I want to put myself on screen for other people that look like me because I didn't like myself growing up. I was told I was less than, and I really want to make people that look like me that come from mm. families like mine feel better mm. about who they are and how they're portrayed mm. in media. Yeah, no, I really, I really respect that. And I think like it's, you know, sometimes like in life you can get told that, you know, you're less than, or, you know, you're a certain way or you're not good enough. And it's like, you know, like you said, you're not, letting that stop you from you know achieving success and doing well in life and i think it's that you know that triumph over adversity you know kind of starting out from nothing and building your way up and and you know if you really believe in something actually acting on that and following that through well i mean i'm actually recording a session later today and the thing i'm recording about is uh who is your worst enemy when people say negative things to you a lot of people say they let it roll off them but the truth is as much as even i don't want to admit it that affects me. It sticks with me for a while. And then what ends up happening is the mean things that other people have told you about yourself. You tell yourself even meaner things. Yeah. And uh, that's just human psychology. And it's learning to reprogram yourself from saying, hey, this person says I'm not good enough. I have no shot of that. Uh, and then you tell yourself, yeah, I definitely have no shot. I'm actually even worse than they think I am. Uh, and if they think that, then everyone knows that. Uh, but when you hear that, you're like, okay, cool. That person is entitled to that opinion, but that's probably due to a lack of insecurity in themselves because most people yeah. are projecting their own issues out to other people in the other world and, uh, being angry at them or harboring resentment towards them is a punishment you're giving yourself. And, uh, you don't deserve that punishment. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, a lot of people sometimes they might feel like they're not good at something. So when someone else is doing something, they want to tell them that they're not good at it because it's their like insecurity and they're kind of, you know, they're being triggered by their own crap because someone's showing them, you know, them up from, you know, the inside kind of thing. Well, it's also a lot of people want to be viewed as one thing. So like I am someone that's notable in business. I've had some solid business accomplishments, but on my Instagram, I will still pose myself doing yoga poses or putting yeah. on a face mask because those are things that I enjoy doing. And like, yeah, Half of what I post on social and half the content I think brands should be posting is 
stuff that makes themselves laugh, stuff that makes them feel lighthearted mm-hmm. so that people know that they don't take themselves too seriously because it's uh, the play aspect of life that most people live their life looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that's a really good point. And like a lot of people sometimes are trying to appear to be a certain way. And like, you know, we were talking earlier before we recorded, um, you know, being vulnerable and that's okay to be vulnerable and it makes you open and like more interesting because we said like, you know, some people do the things by a certain script all the time and, you know, being vulnerable and being able to go to those places and having, you know, open conversations, you know, and, and I think it's a massive strength. Well, a lot of people spend their whole life catering to being around the people that are going to support their viewpoint or agreeing with them. I am always around different groups of people to get different opinions because at the end of the day, I don't think my opinion is right or wrong. I think I have a hypothesis that can get tested at the end of the day, the market uh, guarantees the result. So uh, in Hollywood, when I moved out here and I didn't know people, I liked a lot of these things between technology, fashion, uh, traditional film and TV, the influencer world. And I started doing these parties called the new Hollywood parties where we would take kids on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. We would bring entrepreneurs that are known for these big businesses. Uh, children of movie stars, up and coming Disney stars, influencers with millions of followers on every platform and uh, supermodels and put all these people in a room and like every person had to individually get approved. So it didn't matter if you were famous. You had to know me and I had to know who you were bringing uh, to get into this door. And I rejected people that were famous or that had cloud or had these big accomplishments because they didn't fit the criteria of the people I wanted in this room. And it was really beautiful to watch, you know, like a model talk to somebody on Forbes under 30 and give them critical feedback on their idea or the opposite where the guy on Forbes 30 and 30 is helping that influencer to learn how to uh, build, you know, a traditional business. And that, that influencer is teaching them how to have better social media content for their businesses. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, if you separate the ego and you just connect to that human level, so many beautiful things can happen in your life, the life of others. And like, once you get comfortable doing that on social media, your social media starts to explore, explode mm-hmm. because that's a big part of what I work with brands on or people is consulting on what content they post, testing that piece of content and then leveraging, you know, growth hacking maneuvers and marketing techniques to push that to a larger audience. I can provide mm-hmm. a lot of gas. It's just like, you know, you have an engine to a car. Uh, what we're doing on the strategy side, we're, we're improving your engine. We're making the body faster. We're making it sleeker. We're making it perform a little bit higher. Uh, and what I do is as you continue to improve your engine, I keep pouring in a little bit more gas. And uh, the more gas we get, the more accelerant we have for when that engine's hitting her the right way. And uh, you do get those exponential results. And it's a really beautiful thing to be a part of, you know, working mm-hmm. with people when it's a small brand to working with them when they are a much larger brand. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's the rewarding thing about what you do as well. You know, you've seen people grow and develop and being able to, you know, you know grow their confidence and be more open to, you know, um, you know, learning about, you know, themselves and other people. And I think what you mentioned is key is that it, you know, it doesn't matter about, you know, like the, you know, the fame and all, you know, the accolades that people have got. It's, it's being able to connect with that person on a human level. And it's like 100%. It's so key to connect at that very, very human level. Most people don't. They connect at the most superficial level of what can you do for me today? Can I get on your podcast today? No. Well, uh, fuck you. You're a horrible person. That's literally where most people take it. Whereas like your podcast might have a niche. My podcast is a very, very specific niche. It's called New Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I interview people in the entertainment niche. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have a massive business uh, that's doing tens of millions of dollars, that's amazing. I'd love to connect with you as a human. But you are not the right fit for my uh, podcast. And I would tell some people this and it'd be this whole thing about like, this guy has a huge ego. I can't believe he doesn't want me on his podcast. And I'm like, dude, like, it's just like, I know what my audience is looking for. They're looking for that entertainer. They're looking for that name that they recognize. If you're just (laughs) a guy that has this story, it's not going to be interesting to them because Mm. it's very niche. It's knowing what your niche is. Yeah, that's that's it. And I think something that's something that if you find that niche, or niche, um, you know, you have to stand by that. And it's, would you say that kind of comes into your your brand and how like, uh, you know, branding's important as well? I think that and, comes like, into individual brands. I don't think it comes yeah. into my individual brand. I think that yeah. for me was like, for example, with that example, that is intrinsic to what New Hollywood, the podcast is. Could that yeah. person be a client of New Hollywood, the company? 100%. 
we could help them uh, grow social media presence, come up with better content, help them shoot better content. Uh, all sorts of cool things we could have done together on that standpoint or even on the strategy standpoint. But uh, it did not make sense for that podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think it's different for me as a person because there's a lot of people that I don't need to do business with that I like having human relationships with uh, because yeah. I don't view it as who you are today. Who you are today does not define who you are tomorrow, next year, or five years from now. You mm. could go from this podcast that you're shooting out of your house with your dog in the room yeah. to having a like television show in the UK or, you know, being yeah. the next big YouTuber or the next big Viner or, you know, the next Deepak Chopra. And uh, yeah. that is the beautiful part about life. And if you treat everyone on the journey well, especially yeah. at the beginning of their career, they're going to treat you so much better because you took that example of, uh, that guy that gave me a favor when I was in Florence, Italy and helped me get to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. That is someone I still respect, care about, and will do anything I can because they gave me a shot when no mm -hmm. one else would. So that's mm -hmm. my favorite part of every day or any business encounter. It's not about the big deal that I close that covers my bills for the next couple of months or maybe even mm -hmm. the year. It's about helping that one or two people that I mm -hmm. see that glimpse of like that dream that I had mm -hmm. get just in the door with something basic. It's not going to be the best job in the world. It might not be life-changing, but for yeah. a lot of people, that is their gateway into what they want to be doing. And they figure out if they want to do it or not. And like watching those relationships flourish and watching someone develop is such a beautiful thing. And I have a couple of people that have been fortunate to have been able to go to for help in a couple of these situations or go to for advice. And uh, I think that's uh, a really awesome part about life is if you can mm -hmm. humble yourself to ask for that advice. Mm. you're going to find a couple of people that will give you solid human advice. Yeah. No, I, I, I really love that. And I, I think it's it's so true, isn't it? And I think it's, you know, you just don't know where things are going to lead. And, you know, being humble enough as a person, connecting with people and providing that value and, you know, making those genuine relationships with those people and, you know, it's about like, you know, I like to think what you give out comes back to you. And I think I, I see it like, you know, with some people I've met through podcasting, I've networked with some other people and, I'm, and I see the the similarities or I think, oh, that person's good on their show. And I'm like, I recommend them to people and then they go and do, you know, they 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 then go and, go and do a podcast or something like that. And it's, and it's nice to be able to, to give that value, you know, it makes me happy and I see them create something. I think that's what we should all do as people, as you mentioned, you know, you kind of think back to yourself as, you know, you see yourself and other people and being able to help them in some way sometimes and provide value. And I think uh, it, it's priceless, isn't it? When you think about, you know, what we can do as people and having that, that positive impact. I mean, it's huge. Like for me, like entertainment was not the most profitable business in the world, but it gives you massive amounts of influence. So like everything I did was done with the intention of creating great art, creating great concepts, creating great content. Uh, but now as like, you know, an adult and some of those really fully like kind of flushed out, what I'm trying to do now is build brands around like the concept of something that makes me happy. So like two of the projects that I'm working on is there's a course that's probably coming out at the end of March around my birthday. Yeah. Mm. It's called the Star Studded Network Program. And yeah. what I'm doing is I'm teaching people how to do what I did which is how to build relationships with zero real budget. Like I had $500 to my name when I started off a leaking air mattress and I moved to Los Angeles and I didn't know anybody. And I want to teach people how to build relationships, but also how to stay a good person when things go bad, how to get mm -hmm. over that bad feeling internally through like meditation, breath work, whatever it is uh, that helps you cope with that trauma and put out more good into the world, even when bad things happen. Mm -hmm. to you. And uh, that's something that really excites me is doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then in addition to that course, I am uh, working with some partners in the consumer space and we're creating a chakra healing bracelet brand uh, because I wear chakra healing bracelets all the time. And people would ask me about it. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of like just referring people to all these random sources and these people that I go and see for these like great stones, how about I figure out a process to start making them myself, share this information because I enjoy sharing this sort of thing. And even if you don't believe in the power of chakra healing bracelets, I can give it to you with the intention that I want your podcast to succeed this Morganite stones for the throat chakra. And I wish you the best of luck success with what yeah. you're speaking on. Uh, even if you don't believe in the power of that stone, hmm. that positive intention subconsciously is going to click with your brain every time you look at it. 
because you're mm-hmm. going to have read that note and that's going to stick with you at some level. And that's going to help you in a small amount. It's not going to change your life overnight because you have this brace and this reminder, but progressively over time, that voice mm-hmm. becomes something that repeats over your head, so both the positive and the negative things that people say. Mm. and if you encourage people or give them an opportunity to do something good and it doesn't cost them much it doesn't hurt them i think a lot of people would do that for their friends yeah that's it and i think people people really you know are, are into you know energy and you know chakras and, and crystals like i i myself are like you know crystals and i have my friend who made like a like a bracelet thing for me which has got like um it's a tiger eye or something like that and, Yep, I think those are good for it, your lower three chakras. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And um I, I think like there's so much value to be taken from them. And I think, you know, they definitely do work. And I think even if someone doesn't think they work, then you know, through your belief of it working, it, you know, it will. And I think it's 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 powerful how energy works and you know how you know we're all kind of connected and you know the things that we're capable of. And um, you know, doing something, creating it. And then being able to teach other people how to do it and seeing them, you know, make kind of magic through it as well. That's beautiful, dude. It's such a beautiful thing. It's like when I first got into, you know, meditation, breath work and all of this stuff, I thought it was fake. I'll be straight up honest with you guys. I thought it was fake. And once I started experiencing how I personally felt after doing it as someone that didn't believe in a lot of this stuff, I started sharing it. I started coaching people on like aspects of it because we have so much power once we focus our brain and once we rewire how we talk to ourselves and uh, making it part of my mission. What I do with the voice and the following that I've built is such an awesome thing I get to share with other people because I meet people that are like, Hey, I tried this breathing technique that you taught me and that's improved the quality of my life. And uh, that is the best thing you can do for another human. That's our purpose on this earth is to make life a little bit better where we can. Mm. no i really i really like that and i think it's so true isn't it and i think like especially i think with covid now and the whole kind of situation that the world's kind of been in um people i think people need it you know people people need it and people kind of i think need to be more you know they're, they're needing to be more grounded because a lot of things are happening uh or have been happening and everyone's in different scenarios but i i think ultimately you know through your breath work and energy and you know that self-care for yourself and looking after yourself and being able to help others it's it's definitely key right now and um i was thinking like you mentioned with you you had like 500 dollars in your account you're sleeping on, on a mattress and i think would you say being in those kind of situations in your life where you know you've only you've not very had not had so much you know, it gives you that kind of like groundness and humbleness and that kind of like, you know, drive to succeed and, and be something, you know, because I think it's it's like that that journey. Well, when, it's, when it's failure is your only option. You're not afraid of failure anymore. Mm. It's all I knew. All I knew was rejection and failure. And still to this day, I've had a lot of big accomplishments. When I go into something, a small part of me still goes in with that feeling that like, everything is going to get taken away. This isn't my life. My life is that guy that moved here with $500 in the air mattress. I have a great family, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to get rejected. And that is a part of me that is still there to this day. I do my best to overcome that. And I coach a lot of people on getting over it for themselves, but there's a small part within yourself that is always going to have that limiting belief. And the best thing that you can do is make that limiting voice quieter and more distant. And like, uh, it gave me this sense of, if this is my dream and this is my shot to go after, regardless that I don't have the best opportunity, I'm going to shoot my shot. And I got comfortable shooting my shot. And guess what? A couple of those shots landed and I've Mm. been here for, you know, seven plus years and I've built a beautiful life for myself. I've worked with names Mm. that I saw on TV screens. I've worked with hall of fame athletes. I've worked with the Mm. biggest names on social media. And some of these people are some of my best friends. They're people that I can call if I'm sick, if I'm tired, if I need a favor, And these people are my biggest brand advocates and I've been able to be a brand advocate for them beyond the Mm -hmm. business relationship. And uh, I think if you throw people that you truly do care, Mm -hmm. you will build a reputation that is so good and the world will know that you're that person that will always be there regardless of what anyone else says. Mm -hmm. Have that reputation that is so good that if people try and throw dirt on your name, 
no one can believe that because your yeah. character and your actions have demonstrated the opposite of it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's, it's so important, isn't it? And I think, you know, like with people and people seeing you being genuine as you are and being open and honest and, you know, respecting people for who they are, as you said, as being a person and, you know, you, you gather these awesome relationships and, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people in the, you know, entertainment industry and a lot of people who've got like no, I can't even say the word, notoriety, um, uh-huh. you know, they, they must feel quite under pressure and try, sometimes probably worry who they can trust because they've, they've got a lot of um, kind of light, if that makes sense. And some people might take advantage of that. Do you, do you think that's, the case sometimes or you know stay i think i think a part of it is you know in some of my personal relationships i worry that this person is my friend because of who i am not uh or what i am not because of yeah and uh, i think that's true for a lot of other people in entertainment is like you do have that seed of doubt like do do these people actually like me or do they like me for the things that i have and i have that feeling like you know like you know i'm getting to a point in my life that i want to settle down a little bit more and uh, in my dating life, that's a consideration that I have. Like, does this person actually like me or do they like me for my accomplishments or what I can do for them or the value mm. that I can bring to their life? Do they actually care about me as the human that I am? And uh, it's, mm. it's one of those things that you have to really be aware of is like, there are good people out there that yeah. don't care about what you have. They care about like the quality of the human that you are, but you also have to accept that there are other people that are going to want to be around you for the things that you can do. And you have to be able to identify that be able to preserve your energy because you only have so much energy Mm. yeah that's that's exactly it and as you mentioned with energy like you know being being around the right you know kind of people and having that right support you know is definitely definitely key and you know would you say like sorry my my dog wants um would you say like like the the energy is like a big thing and you know kind of how how do you maintain like your energy and, and all that you're doing? Like any like advice like, you can share on that? Yeah, there's a couple of things. So one of the ways to save energy a lot of times is sleeping the proper amount. If you sleep the solid, you know, six to eight hours, your body is fully refreshed. And that's an important part. Even if you're working out, you need to be sleeping an adequate amount. Uh, it's the foods that you put into your system. It's very easy if you're angry, you're stressed out, and you're depressed to go to caffeine, junk food, cookies, crackers, candies which I definitely do on occasion, to be quite mm. honest with you guys. I love like drinking a glass of Coke uh, yeah. or having, you know, a whole box of Chips Ahoy cookies. Uh, but it's, it's limiting those experiences, having, you know, those good organic foods like the spinaches, the kales, fruit smoothies in your diet uh, to help you stay grounded. And to like the very basic thing of like, if there are people that are loved ones, family members, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever you have in your life, uh, hugging them. Human contact is one of the things that makes people feel happier. I did a search the other day. Uh, it is recommended for a human to get eight hugs throughout the day to feel their best. And most of us don't even get one. Don't even get one hug. We need mm. some level of physical contact. I think that is part of the animal part of what we are is we need mm. some level of intimacy. And it doesn't have to be, and I think that's the misconception for a lot of people is it has to be sexual intimacy. It could mm. just be a hug, someone holding your hand. I think part of COVID that's really like killing people is we are a communal species. You yeah. need that human interaction. And I think a lot of people are going extremely lonely. And like, even for me, I'm very fortunate that I know how to maintain relationships. And that's part of my uh, courses, maintaining yeah. relationships on Zooms, on FaceTime, so that you get to see and you get to, you know, just yeah. have that meaningless conversation with someone to make yourself feel like, hey, there are other people out here. Uh, mm. But a lot of people have difficulty with that. They're afraid of making that phone call or what people are going to think of them not feeling okay and realizing mm-hmm. that it's okay to ask for help or ask for company. And that is not weakness. That is human. Yeah. No, I think, that, I think that's a really great point, as you mentioned, like with COVID and, you know, people needing, you know, that, that connection and that physical connection and to, as well as that social and, the, you know, emotional connection to other people is key. And, I think, you know, it's definitely helped me doing like, uh, you know, podcasting and, and working with people and, you know, staying in touch with my friends, you know, like playing video games with them at the weekend and, and all of these little tiny little things. 
And it's it's so, you know, key as a person because it's just how we are, isn't it? We like to be connected with other people. Um, and there are those kind of barriers sometimes, but like, you know, through like Zoom and, and technology, we can kind of maintain those relationships. But I, I think it's it's so important that, you know, we we have that good relationship with ourselves, you know, ultimately, isn't it? And then you you kind of have that good relationship with other people, isn't it? I think it's so important, dude. Uh, your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship that you have in this life. That is the person that is never leaving you. Any investment in yourself is an investment that sticks with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the person that we often neglect the most. It's our mm. own body, our own self, our own mind. Mm. That's it. And I, I think like sometimes like, you know, as, as you said, we're human and, and, you know, we make mistakes and it's, it's that um, like, like when you think to like what you're doing now and, and some of the things that, happened in the past it's like it's all kind of building you as a person isn't it like you know like and that momentum and you know each each of these experiences and that's what i i really like respect for what you're doing is that you know you, you you've been stepping out of your comfort zone and there's that like triumph over adversity of you know sticking to what you believe in and i, and I think you know a lot of people should should do that i mean it, i think if if it was easy, then it, it wouldn't be as fun as it's all these kind of things in between and that and that, that journey and that process. Well, like when you think to where you started to where, you know, where you currently are. It's being a dreamer, but still a practical person. Mm-hmm. And it's accepting that life is going to change. Like when Corona hit, uh, the business work that I was doing in the, the space of events and like live entertainment was massive. But after that hit, it became to going to digital products and like, getting into e-commerce and like exploring other avenues and like focusing more on the social media growth and strategy that I used to do for other people. Uh, and I think that's the big part about life is it's not about like what your goal is. It's where the universe is guiding you and just mm-hmm. maintaining that level of faith. And I think if I wasn't that kid that was rejected, I don't think I would have the wherewithal to handle this level yeah. of rejection or redirection that I have in my life on a constant basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And the, and like, would you say, like, you know, like when rejections happen and, and failures and, and setbacks, it it all kind of like builds up like resilience in you as a person. So I think sometimes people kind of go through life, they don't really have many of, they don't really have many setbacks or rejections. And when one happens, it throws them. Whereas if you've, you know, you've had many, it builds up resilience and that like helps you in like, you know, like business, if it does happen, you know, like you can, you can bounce back and deal with it like much better. 100%. 100% makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's, I think, I think, I think, you know, like people, are, you know, interesting people. And I think, you know, there's so much potential that we have, you know, within us, isn't it, to, to become whatever we set our minds to. And um, I was like thinking, like, do you have any kind of like role models or mentors like now or growing up that you kind of like look up to, whether that's like family, friends, or anyone like professionally? Um, so my hero, the person I wrote my college essays was, was Diddy, the rapper. Uh, and the reason I love Diddy was he personified, you know, changing, going from just an entertainer to being a mogul. So he has so many different businesses from aqua hydrate to daily on tequila to, uh, Ciroc vodka and, uh, the clothing lines and all that stuff. And that's really, uh, a big person that I look up to in a lot of different ways because they've succeeded in so many different business models. And a lot of it was sheer wherewithal and the ability to stay pivoting stay creating and like just keep going after it and uh that's what i try and do every day that's awesome and i think it's it's great to have you know role models and mentors you know to aspire to and to look up to and you know learn learn things from and and draw from as well and you know like pivoting and adapting like I've, i've met a lot of people recently who've you know mentioned that and you know, how kind of that, how important that is, you know, to try and be able to pivot and adapt in these, you know, these challenging times. Because I know some people are losing jobs or they may have to, you know, relearn a new trade. Um, you know, what, what like, advice would you give like around that, being able to kind of pivot and adapt? To be able to pivot. Um, I think honestly, be patient with yourself. You're going to figure out how you're going to pivot. And then two, give yourself time with that pivot. Don't expect things to change overnight. Don't expect month one or month two to be the big game changer. 
expecting yeah. month one to be the framework, except month two to start seeing something come in, and month three to start establishing some sort of baseline. Something that is little, yeah. but don't expect it to be life-changing right away. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah. Everything takes time in life. Yeah, that's it. I think people sometimes, they can expect things to happen straight away. And I think, as like you said, it, it takes time to build and it's patience. And um, that's definitely key. And like, would you, would you say there's any favorite books that you've read or anything like that? Any favorite books? Uh, I love How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that is an amazing book. Uh, there is a, a book called, uh, what is it called? Robert Greene's The 40 Laws of Power. I think that's an amazing book on like how people work as well. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, the first book on like business overall, which is The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Uh, yeah. And uh, that is the root of most wars. So if you look at business terminology, a lot of time, it's from wars, from military campaigns. Yeah. So if you just apply those three books, I think you'll have a good idea of like that. And I think if you do it with like also looking at what is spiritually correct, what is in line with your views, on top of what the reality of how most people operate, you can change that cycle and be a better person. Mm. Know the world yeah. that you live, accept that it is not an ideal world, but be a force of light and kindness and love that can kind of change that perception and make it a little bit kinder for future generations. Mm. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, you know, that, that book's great. Someone recommended it to me and I read it. Um, I've got it somewhere. Um, and that's and that's that's like from the sixth century. That book, the yeah. Art of War, it's insane. It's and you can apply those kind of like you know those um those proverbs, lesson, yeah, to to life today. Yeah, life hasn't changed that much, man. <laughs> We're still the same sort of uh, species that we've always been, and it's just mm -hmm. general guiding principles. And a lot of times, if you can apply it to change that status quo. You can make it a little bit better. It's not about like canceling people. It's about what you can do to change the situation. So in America, we've been having a lot of civil unrest uh, due to racial inequality. Uh, but what I challenge people to do more than what the government can do is what can you do as an individual to change that situation? I think mm -hmm. a lot of us work for organizations or can give other people opportunities. And I think just doing what you can at the mm -hmm. level that you can will systematically change things from the bottom up a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we got the top-down methodology i don't think that's going to work in a lot of cases but if we as individuals change what we can to improve the situations for others we can have a much kinder world it's much more mm -hmm. fair you know yeah no definitely and i think like you said you know doing your part and by you doing something can then you know lead on to something else and then you know not looking at it kind of the top down kind of thing as you mentioned and I spoke to somebody who uh, who wrote a book, you know, during, you know, 2020, you know, based from a lot of the things that were happening, you know, in America. And, uh, she created a Facebook group and, you know, she's got a following now. And, you know, everyone kind of, you know, do their little part, you know. Um, I think, you know, that it's the small things that, that become big things, isn't it? It all kind of adds up. Well, everything was a small thing. Massive companies. Lloyd's Bank in England, at one point, yeah. it was just an idea. That was just an idea that somebody had. Ford, the motor car company, uh, mm. which is still around, was just this guy's idea. The idea mm. of a plane, that was just a random idea. You mm. know, the, the East India Tea Company, which basically ruled India uh, for England, was somebody's idea. They're like, mm. hey, I think tea could be a very profitable business. And a tea company ruled a nation. Mm. You know, that there's some like wild things that can happen from small, small ideas, both good and bad things. Mm. Um, and I think if we do things with the idea of keeping it pure, like how most ideas start in the beginning, to do something good or to change the lives of the people that are involved in a positive way, and then to keep that culture going downward, uh, you have better ideals for companies mm. than what a lot of companies have. It shouldn't be about the bottom line all the time should be about the yeah. people that make a company because I think it's the people that make any company great. Mm. No, I, I love that. And I think it's, it's so true. Like, and that's why, you know, there's, there's a lot of companies that I respect and they, you know, like you said, like the people that make the company, and that's, I think where companies need to like really 
you know, not forget that, you know, and that 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 relationship that they have with their employees, you know, how they treat their employees, having that empathy for the employees. And, you know, it's like they work for you, you know, you kind of like don't work for them kind of thing, you know, it's that like duality. They're also the base advertisement you have. Because if your mates are out with you having a beer and they say they hate their job and they hate their company, that is going to perceive out to the world. And the opposite is when your friends love the companies they work for, that makes you much more of a brand advocate. So your employees are one of the largest forces of advertisement for your company, because still to this day, regardless of being a social media marketer and having made a beautiful career out of marketing things on social media, the number one way to convert a sale is word of mouth advertising. Mm. And those are yeah. your employees, regardless yeah. of their job at sales or not. It is what your employees do. And it's like, you know, the customers, you know, will see the employees and they, you know, they, um, you know, as I've worked in hotels and like it can take one person to go in to the place that you work. And if the, the employees having a bad day, they might see that employee and go, oh, well, I'm not going to go to that place because of X, Y, Z. And, and it's, it's, you know, it all kind of, all interlinks, doesn't it? All kind of comes together. Yeah, dude. It all links together. It all flows. Mm. And it's just accepting that life is a state of flow. And it's just yeah. like not being attached to any specific outcome and just uh vibing with where life takes you. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. I I really I really like that. And I think it's how you know life should be you know should kind of it is a flow it's energy you know it's an energy exchange it's a flow it's a, it's how the universe works and i think you know you, it's, you know as well that comes down to being present you know as well doesn't it? you know being in the flow of being present in what you're doing in the moment like you know we are now um it, it's pretty pretty powerful and um i was, I was thinking as well like because I saw you like your your bio, like you also produced a movie as well. Like, what was it like producing, you know, a film? Because you produced is it um that film called Daddy, which uh, was yeah. One- so I made a short film called Daddy uh, with Jody Steele. She was one of my first influencer clients. We did it before to her being an influencer. Uh, we had stars from the show Shameless in it. The audio guy did the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, wow. uh, awesome. We did this for less than three thousand dollars. Uh, and it won an award of merit at the Los Angeles Film Festival. But more recently, I had a feature film come out with the award-winning director, uh, Johnny Hickey. We had a theatrical release in some theaters in America, as well as a release on Amazon Prime. And I think we're going to probably do a deal with the regular Amazon, as well as uh, Netflix, yeah. hopefully, in the next couple months uh, yeah. to distribute that movie. It's an anti-drug PSA. Johnny Hickey was one of the most notorious uh, drug dealers in America who has uh, created films uh, that are against drugs. And uh, it was really beautiful to see that one film win about six awards across different film festivals, as well as, you know, get recognized by uh, huge comedians that I've looked up to my whole life, like Bill Burr, for the artistic merits of that film. And to be a single card producer uh, yeah. was such a beautiful experience. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that I built a great relationship with John. Yeah. And he wanted me to be a part of it. And uh, mm. I think uh, if you just invest in other people, people will give you a shot to go after you want. Because if I never told Johnny that I wanted to produce you wouldn't have even thought of me. Most people aren't going to think of what yeah. you don't tell people what you want to do. So don't be shy about telling your friends or people that you know in your life that are in positions to give you opportunities because sometimes when people are in the position to help you out, they do. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. And I think like, you know, it's like that asking, isn't it? Just asking and just, just mentioning it. Yeah. And do it in a polite way. Don't like have that thing that they need to do it for you. Do it in that polite way that you're just putting it out there and, uh, you're not attached to that outcome. You're just attached to, you know, giving it a shot. And like, and it doesn't have to be exactly what you want. It's just getting an opportunity to be involved in some capacity. Because even if you're grabbing coffee on the production, you learn stuff. And by learning that stuff, you're able to go up for a little bit better overall the next time. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's like you said, those, those small things of just like starting out, you know, like, you know, like getting the coffee and, you know, just showing up, you know, just showing up as well, just showing up and, and having, you know, those, those genuine relationships. And I think like, you know, not having expectations, as you mentioned, you know, just, just being there to, you know, help and to, uh, to show up. 100%.
That's all you can do. Yeah. All you can do yeah. is control yourself. It's the only thing you have control of in this life. Yeah, that's it. And as I think as well, like, um, it's like a like another question I usually ask is, it's like if you could like sit around a table with like three people who are alive, like yeah. who would they be? If you could Speaking like, you know, it. if you can't think of three, it's fine. Okay, I think uh, I think I could do this. I would say it would be Ryan Blair. Uh, I loved his book, uh, Nothing to Lose. He's an amazing entrepreneur, very spiritual, very good uh, belief set. I think Diddy, uh, because that's somebody that I've always admired. I think that would be an interesting person to throw into this mix. And I think the third person I would have at that table would be Shadguru. I think Shadguru has a lot of life figured out. And that man is happy. Yeah. He's intoxicating on life while he's sober. Uh, so yeah. I think those three people would be amazing to spend some time with. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, he's 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 an incredible guy. I've seen some of his clips and he uh he's on another wavelength. You know, he's 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 incredible in what he you know what he does. He's actualized in a lot of ways that many people are not. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so and I and I was just thinking like as well, like what you know, what advice would you give to say people who you know are wanting to kind of get into the industry that you're in or into like, you know, movies or producing or, um, you know, into business, entrepreneurship, like, you know, what would you like to say? Try and fail every day. Try and fail and fail fast and accept when things don't work out and pivot and move into something new and like fail again, fail again and fail again, because this is not a game about winning. This is a game about how much you can fail. The wins are few and far between. But the failure is consistent. If you cannot deal with the failure and you cannot deal with the rejection, you cannot deal with the isolation that comes with being an entrepreneur, of being an entertainer, being in this industry, uh, you're better off not doing that. Because, mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Like I think right now we glorify being an entrepreneur. We glorify being an entertainer so much so that we negate the fact that most people that go after this dream fail. And including the people that win, they fail a lot along the way and they mm-hmm. fail again and again and again. Uh, but they love that process. And if you're not loving the process, it's okay to go out and get a regular job and do something else and have a happy life. You are not beholden to being that for forever. Uh, so I think that is the, uh, the beautiful part of this, uh, this game we play, all play called life. Yeah. No, I, I, really, I really agree with you on that. And I think it's, it's so important, isn't it, you know, to – just to keep on going and moving forward. If you know, if you want to be in that get in, in that field, or you want to make something, or you want to be an entrepreneur in the business, you know, to keep on showing up, keep on failing, and just keep on moving forward, and and just keep on believing in in, in what you're doing, as you as you mentioned. And I think, like, you know, you become a lot stronger, you know, through failures and mistakes. And you know, I, I think about sometimes, you know, with the podcast, sometimes, you know. I had a lot of people say no. I had a lot of people not answer or reply to me. And you know, I, I, now it, I, I it used to be very, very difficult. Whereas now it, it's still difficult sometimes. But you know, you you just keep on going with it. You know, and I think that's really great advice. And I was just thinking, like as well, like where where could people find you on like social media and website and that kind of thing? Yeah. So I have a everything from Spotify to Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram. My handle is Ashwin, A-S-H-W-I-N-J-A-C-O-B. All of my social links are on my website, ashwinjacob.com, A-S-H-W-I-N-J-A-C-O-B.com. We're going to be having that course called the Star Study Network coming out at the end of March. Uh, So please do check that out if you want to learn how to build Star Study relationships anywhere in the world uh, with zero budget and zero contact list. And in the next couple of months, we're going to be launching uh, intentioncrystals.co. Uh, which I'll be promoting more on my page as uh, the crystals come together. And uh, I really want to, you know, just share positivity with people that are in this world. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you do an amazing job in what you're doing. And I, and I, I really, you know, respect you as a person. And I think, you know, you, you're doing awesome in providing value and, you know, in what you've, you know, attained and where you're at. And I think it's, 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 it's just really, you know, you know, natural and, and genuine in you as a person and how you are and, and you want to help other people, you know, succeed as well. And I think that's what it's all about, you know, you know, giving back, you know, and, you know, I wish you all the best and continuous success in what you're doing. 
Dude, I'm wishing that you have a beautiful day. Wishing you peace and blessings. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I hope I gave you guys some uh, good tidbits of information. And if any of you guys have any yeah. questions or want to connect, definitely feel free to reach out. Uh, if you work with a company or if you have a personal brand that's trying to grow on social media, definitely reach out too. Uh, or if you come to Los Angeles and you want to drive in a beautiful exotic car, uh, I work with a beautiful exotic car rental agency that I have a car in the fleet and getting a couple more in that fleet um, in the next couple of months. So um, would love to be of service. Yeah, no, awesome. No, definitely. And, I, and I'll definitely share your content and then put you know, your, your links in the bio so people can find everything that you're doing as well. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, oh. perfect. You're welcome. Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Positive Podcast. If you yourself has a story that you'd like to share to be on the podcast, please let me know at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you know somebody that has a story that they would like to share or their experience from life, please tell them to get in touch with me at thepositivepodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, see you soon. Take care.